Welcome to the Go Hard Chick Podcast, your podcast for all things health and wellness for women. This is your host, Crystal Holmes, and it is my mission to inspire and empower women to overcome stress and prioritize their inner healing for improved energy, health, and confidence. Our focus here at the Go Hard Chick Podcast is on the eight pillars of wellness, which we believe provides a holistic approach to achieving a healthier and more fulfilling life. Join us as we explore a wide range of topics and tools to support you on your wellness journey. Welcome, welcome, Go Hard Chicks. This is your host, Crystal Holmes, and this is episode 77. We are jumping into feet health. Did you know that April is National Foot Health Awareness Month? Well, it is. And so in celebration of feet health, I am joined by Dr. Sarah Holler. She's going to share with us some really awesome tips about how we can improve our feet health. Dr. Haller is super busy. In fact, the day that we recorded this episode, she was literally coming out of surgery. So I am really grateful that she was able to join me and share her vast knowledge about feet care and health. Additionally, Dr. Haller has been on the hit TV series, My Feet Are Killing Me, that airs on TLC. Have y'all seen this? I mean... (laughs) I've watched a few of these episodes and I was blown away. I would encourage you to watch some too, but this this series is really fascinating and it really just stresses the importance of making sure that we all maintain good feet health. And I will admit that this is an area that I need improvement and my guess is you probably need improvement in this area too. So without further ado, let's welcome to the Go Hard Chick podcast, Dr. Sarah Holler. Welcome to the Go Hard Chick podcast, Dr. Holler. How are you? I am so excited to be here with you and talk about all of the fun things. Yes, it is National Foot Health Awareness Month. And that's something I don't really think about. Like, I think I I just go get a pedicure and that's my idea of foot health. And there's so much more. You and most people, they're like most people just don't think about their feet. Maybe some lotion once in a while, but other than that, they're pretty much ignored. You just shove them inside your shoes and they keep you going. (laughs) Exactly. And so that's why I'm thrilled to have this conversation today. But I'm going to stop babbling because I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners. All right. Well, I am Sarah Holler. I practice um, foot and ankle surgery and uh, medicine here in New Jersey, um, the beloved state. And uh, that being said, I was recently featured on a TV show called My Feet Are Killing Me. That was on TLC. And on this show, you can kind of see the before and afters of like pre and post bunion surgery, um, other foot deformities that kind of exist around our nation and how we treat these things. Um, that being said, I, you know, I practice in New Jersey, but I am uh, a 
not a foot fanatic. That sounds a little bit dramatic, but I definitely am very into taking care of your feet and making sure they, you know, hold you up for the rest of your lifetime, but you got to treat them nicely. Yeah. Now you, you mentioned my feet are killing me and I, I watched some of that and doctor, I was just, I, I had no idea. I don't even know what to say. There are no words. There are no words. It's wild what can go on with your feet. Um, you know, people will come in the office and they're very embarrassed to show their feet because I think it's like, I'm not sure what it is, but it's like you look down, you're like, wow, this is this is gross. This is abnormal. This is all of the things. I've seen it all. I think I know. I've seen a lot of stuff. Um, but that being said, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's like when you go in, you you want to get your feet checked out. Um, on the TV show, they show some pretty um, outrageous things. Um, some of the bunions are, they're like big knuckles coming off the side of, of the foot. Um, but it's kind of, it's impressive what you can do and what you can do to treat all of these things and not be embarrassed about it. Yeah. I mean, some of the things I've seen on this, on the show, I've just been, I I just had no idea that people were, I mean, that their feet were, I, I don't, like I said, I don't even know how to put it, but it's just shocking to me. So of course I don't want any of the go hard chick listeners to even go there. Don't. <laughs> so don't I want to know like, how you don't can want we, no, I mean, I, so I want to know, like, how can we as women, what can we do to keep our feet in good health? Oh my, but the pedicure, everybody loves a pedicure, but I want to be like the first to caution. Like there's so many things I want to talk about just with foot health month, but it's just the simplest thing. Making sure you bring your own instruments to your pedicure or is a really big deal. Um, I see a ton of foot fungus and that doesn't mean just the toenails. I'm talking skin between the toes. All of the stuff can get infected. Um, when things aren't cleaned properly, which I'm sure the places that you guys go are fantastic, but there's always the off chance that, you know, things can get in there. So it's better to buy your own stuff. Um, bring your own nail polish. I'm a huge fan of that. You're like, well, that's the whole reason I'm going to pick a fun color, but bring your own. Cause you'd notice the same, um, you know, brush goes on everybody's toes. I know you're thinking about it now, right? In your head, you're thinking about it. You're like, oh, no. Um, apply lotion to your feet every single day. Something with a urea base. Urea has um, usually like some kind of a molant, and it'll basically like kind of take off some of the dead skin cells, and it helps to get rid of all those calluses. Um, what else can I tell you? Stretch stretch every day. Um, those are like just like the basic things. But I want to go into some of the other fun stuff of – you know, we sometimes wear really, really tight shoes and we squeeze our little bunions into all of these things. Are you making it worse? Probably to be very honest with you. Um, bunions under our genetic deformity, right? Mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, somebody had them. Um, how do you prevent them? You really can't. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is making sure that you're treating things, wearing wider appropriate shoe gear. And if not, it's like, seeking help to figure out what other options are out there for you because you can totally make it worse. And it gets really painful wearing those bad shoes. Yeah. Now, can just so I'm, I have an understanding, and I'm sure the listeners do, what exactly, what are bunions? So bunions are, think about it's uh, like a deviation, meaning like the bones should be straight up and down. And at 
over time, all the fun happens, right? The toe actually starts to rotate toward the lesser toes, toward the smaller toes. And the bump on the side is actually not a growth or a deposit of calcium, which sometimes people will think. It's actually the bone rotating out of position, out of the joint. Um, so it's almost like becoming dislocated in some sense, just because it's genetic. It's all genetic. Mm. Does that make okay, sense? But- yeah, but by wearing maybe two small shoes, that can make things worse. It. Absolutely. Okay. And it gets like a big red spot on the side of your, you know, you take off your shoe and you see that like that protrusion. And it's painful. Um, there's a nerve that sits right there. And over time, that nerve gets compressed for long periods of time. and It can cause numbness in the toes. And that's sometimes scary. Um yeah. But that being said, it's it's all genetic, and that bunion deformity uh, is just something to look out for, um, especially if mom, dad, grandma, grandpa have it. Okay. Now, with bunions, mm-hmm. is that something you see people come in, or do you think people are just living with bunions and never have been? Both. <laughs> okay. Both. I feel like some people are just really embarrassed that they have them and they're like, what do I do with this? Um, you know, and they just tuck them inside their shoes and just don't look at them, which is an option. Um, but there's better options out there now. And that can just be like wider shoe gear and like more, it can be more stylish because there are some pretty stylish shoes now that are more comfortable made for bunions. Um, and that being said, there's also new procedures. It used to be people were afraid of bunion surgery, like, oh my gosh, I've heard it's so painful. I just did three of them. Um, and the patients go home the same day and they start walking um, within the, the first week and a half uh, in a boot. And it's really just, it's a lot different than what it used to be. So the education, um, not only for doctors, but for patients is out there now that there's new procedures around that make it a little bit less um, uncomfortable afterward, as well as it allows you to have your, your freedom back. Okay. Well, I don't... I don't have a bunion issue, but I, I do know folks that do. Um, and I don't really know how much they're seeing a podiatrist, though. That's, I mean, it's, there's nothing to be, it's kind of crazy because I feel like it sometimes happens in your, your later um, 40s is when I usually start to see like, you're really, you're wearing alternate shoe gear and you're like, wow, when did this start happening? But you're usually so busy in life, it doesn't hold you back. Um, kind of until, maybe like your forties, maybe even your fifties. And then you start thinking you're like, man, this is really preventing me from going to Disney or going on that vacation where I want to go to, to Italy and go walk around. And you're like, man, I really can't fit in the shoe gear that I used to. Um, and that's when, that's when we come in and we actually do something about it. Um, it's kind of cool because it actually allows you to rotate the, the metatarsal, the bone that we were talking about that's dislocated back into position. Thinking about like the leaning tower of Pisa, it's like, you know, tipped over to the side. We're just straightening that thing right back out or realigning things. Um, afterward, you're, you know, you're walking around. You can basically walk in two weeks. And then at, at six weeks, you come out of your boot, you go back into a, a tennis shoe. You're not ready to walk Italy yet but you're definitely closer than you were. You have a normal realigned toe at that point in time. Well, that is good to hear. Um, Yeah. And you mentioned, I mean, now at this age, I don't wear heels every day anymore. (laughs) In occasion, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Um, But just like, you know, appropriate heels, right? You're not wearing like a six inch stiletto. 
those things, I don't know what they're no. doing with those. <laughs> Two inch, four inch, not terrible, but you're going for a small amount of time. Like, you know, you're going to an event, say you're going to a wedding and you're going to sit down, you're having dinner. <laughs> that being said, they are really, really great. They're great shoe gear options out there. Afterward, everyone wants to come home and like kick off their shoes. Uh, the biggest thing that you have to do after is not go directly barefoot you because it puts a lot of strain on your Achilles and I know how crazy I'm going to sound right now I want you to come home take them off and actually stretch your Achilles out because when mm. you go into a high heel it actually shortens your Achilles so when you come out of them you're actually putting a lot of tension on the Achilles so by actually stretching just like by pulling your toes toward your nose you can actually um, prevent further injury to yourself okay I mean there was a time up mm-hmm. until probably my mid to late thirties. I, I wore heels every day, everywhere I went. Like, I don't even think I owned a pair of flats, maybe sneakers. That's impressive. (laughs) That's impressive. But when I did start to try to wear more flats, it was, it felt very weird. It wasn't pain, Mm -hmm. but it was very uncomfortable. Like my, my foot was just not used to being flat. It's so true. It totally happened. So over time, um, it, just like ballet dancers, like they dance on toe all the time. Um, all of these people will actually develop a shortened Achilles, which is very, very common um, for for people that are walking in an extended period for a long, walking with their heels elevated for a longer period of time. And it actually shortens the Achilles and over time that can create problems. Um, you kind of mentioned it's like, tightness it kind of feels um just uncomfortable um but it actually makes you more predisposed for like a like a rupture or some kind of tear so mm. stretching stretching is important see this is the fun part okay. um, the more you stretch the better off you are um your achilles is made of a, a collagen and collagen is like what your skin is made of it makes it stretch and makes it kind of bounce over time we lose some of that elasticity in our skin, which we've probably all noticed. Like you wake up in the morning, you're like, how do I have these creases? The same thing kind of happens to your tendon. It just gets um, weaker and it gets less stretchy over time. So it makes you more prone to injury, especially as we women age. It's so fun. Um, different things um, happen. And the, the most important thing that you can do every single day for yourself to prevent injury is stretch, especially the backs of your calf. I know, right? We're all guilty. We're all guilty. Yeah, I, I've never even thought about that. Um, so thank you. I'm gonna have to write. I'm gonna write this down. I need to make sure I stretch. <laughs> put it on your right. You, like you do while you're brushing your teeth. Do two minutes, right? Like while you're brushing your teeth, put your heel behind you and just like do like that runner stretch. It makes it super simple. Okay. Two minutes of your life. Super easy. Yeah. All right. Great. What else, doctor? I feel like... Oh, girl, there's so... I could talk about this all day. I do. This is what I do. I see patients all day. Um, There are... Like, everybody talks about, like, warts. Everyone thinks kids get warts. Adults get them, too. We usually get them in the pool. We get them more running around at Disney or doing crazy things um, with our kids, with our grandkids. Um, Warts are a virus. We now know tons about viruses. Uh, Unfortunately for us... um, they don't necessarily go away super easily, um, but warts can be treated in the office relatively painlessly. Um, and what that means is they used to have to be burned and freezed, and you've probably heard all these words before. And now it's just you put like a topical medicine on it and it just kind of falls off. It's a kind of amazing how medicine has changed in that regard. 
Um, and what you think might be a callus on the bottom of your foot might actually be a wart that's been there for a long time. What? How? What? How are how are we getting warts? <laughs> it's a virus, and it, it actually it's kind of bizarre. So, like the virus like lives in our body, um, but it actually comes in through like like portals of entry. I mean, like you like you cut your finger on like a paper cut, and then like you go in like your say you're at the supermarket, and maybe it's on like the the shopping cart who knows um but somehow this thing gets into your body and it just lands on your foot or your toe or somewhere on the bottom usually it's on the bottom of the feet and uh it just takes up have uh, you know nice little habitat there and it, it multiplies that's the scary part um so the biggest thing is, is like make sure you're washing your feet and checking for this i know how this is gonna be a crazy conversation are you ready for this most people do not wash their feet most people just let the water run onto it and then they're like yeah, I cleaned them. No, 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 no. Wash them. You like use this, use like a washcloth, scrub between the toes, go on the bottom of the foot. You're feeling for different things. Um, like splinters, dog hairs can actually get stuck in your foot. I have so kind, I have all kinds of random stories to, to tell you. But the biggest thing is making sure you take care of yourself uh, by like washing your feet every single day uh, and that you're looking for calluses, anything that like feels abnormal should be further examined. How's that? Okay. Okay. And that is a good point. I, I mean, I wash my feet. I do, but I, I can imagine that <laughs> many of us are, you, probably don't. You get like lazy at the end of the day, right? You get in the shower. You're like, yes, like I did my hair. I did my body. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And then like you, you like the soap run down, like you wash the tops of them. And you're like, that's pretty good. Uh, like I got to get in bed. I got to do this because I got to do it all again tomorrow. Um, take the time and just run your hand o under the bottom of your foot. Um, it makes a big difference, right? Preventative medicine, best kind of medicine. Yeah. Okay. That's a great tip. <laughs> Preventative all day. Uh, what else? Um, what else do we see as we get older? Um, all the fun things happen as we get older. The biggest thing is like we see the plantar fasciitis and the Achilles tendonitis, probably the most common just because most of us sit all day and we just don't stretch the backs of our legs, which makes everything really, really tight. Um, now, I, can you explain what that is so folks know what to oh, look yeah. out for? People will wake up first thing in the morning and they have trouble putting their foot on the ground and they find themselves hobbling and touching the walls and walking like a, um, you know, like a deranged person just because you're like, oh my gosh, my heel hurts so badly. Uh, and it's just from lack of stretching. Everyone thinks that it's just bone spurs, but it's actually not the bone spurs. It's just the lack of, of stretching in the actual plantar fascia. Um, and fascia is kind of like what's on top of a chicken breast, that like little skinny little fil like film. It's that multiple layers on the bottom of your foot. Kind of cool. So we should be stretching to prevent that? Yes. Stretch to prevent that. And that by, by stretching consistently, it'll actually lengthen the Achilles, which is connected to the fascia on the bottom of your foot, preventing you from having foot pain in the long term. Okay. And if you already have it, you should be stretching you gotta, too. You got to stretch. You got to see somebody. Um, you don't necessarily need injections. You don't need surgery. It's really just, you might need a special device to help you stretch better. Um, you might need actual physical therapy because they can actually help a lot. And there's different techniques and modalities that you can add into a, a physical therapy prescription that helps you get better faster than just waiting for it to go away. That's what a lot of people do. A lot of people are like, if it hurts more than two weeks, maybe I'll see something more than two months. 
Yes. Um, but I've seen people where they wait like two years. It's, um, it all just depends on the person. It's interesting. And I think a lot of us, not just with our feet, but in general, we think we're getting older and we're supposed to have like pain. <laughs> like it's just yes. a part of getting older. <laughs> yes. No, you should not. That If you take away anything from this podcast with me specifically on this one, you should not have foot pain. It just shouldn't be there. Um, yes, getting older, all that aches, cracks, bumps, all of the things happen, but you shouldn't wake up and your feet shouldn't hurt. You should have had a nice rested night with your feet. If you can elevate your feet at nighttime, that's also really helpful. Um, have you ever noticed that you get swollen ankles throughout the day? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fact. Another thing that comes with age, right? Compression socks. You think of like an older grandma wearing compression socks. Girl, I wear these things every day. Uh, I think they're fantastic. Um, anytime you're on your feet or just like sitting at like a desk desk job, your feet are always below your heart. So your your veins have to work, you know, against gravity to push all that blood back up to help recycle it. Um, and if we can help it, given compression socks, let's make your legs less swollen and make your legs less achy by doing so. Because you get home from work and you're like, man, I'm achy. Why? Something so simple as wearing a compression sock, like 15 to 20 millimeters of mercury, will actually help your veins. Because as your veins get older, they don't work as well. Uh, it'll help prevent that um, flux of the, of the vessels. That's, that's a great tip, doctor. I didn't think about compression socks. You know, compression socks. Um, obviously, check with your doctor before. There are some cases where you don't necessarily want a compression sock, just depending on... If you have vascular issues associated with that, other diabetes is a big thing. Um, vascular insufficiency, like peripheral vascular disease, you don't want to use compression in both of those cases just because you're different things at risk. Um, but most people are better if you actually sleep on a, on a mattress at nighttime and you actually elevate the end of the mattress with a pillow underneath the mattress. It'll help get rid of some of the swelling during the nighttime. Okay, okay. Now I got a question. We, you mentioned compression socks and it got me thinking. I, uh -oh. I, I work out every day, almost. Um, good for you. Awesome. <laughs> are yes. there any, any tips for good foot health or feet health for people who exercise regularly? I am, I am all about the exercise uh, scene. I think it's super, super important because the, the body in motion stays in motion, right? Um, the more you exercise, health, wellness, all the things. Um, I do believe in, I don't know if you're a runner. I do believe, you'll probably see me runners with those calf compression sleeves, and it actually does help prevent fatigue. Uh, so I think that's really, really important, um, especially if you're a long-distance runner. These like triathletes and ultra-marathoners, definitely. Um, I wear compression socks on my feet every day. Um, and they're just, you know, I'm not dedicated to necessarily one brand, but there's, there's a couple of them out there that I really like. Um, one of, I mean, one of them is EC3D. Um, they have a really nice compression device. Um, there's thinking of darn tough. They're actually a company made out of Vermont. They have compression in their side. And what that does is just, it just helps as you are working out and doing all of the, whatever you decide to do, weightlifting, body squats, whatever, um, just helps to prevent uh, fatigue within your feet. Okay. Kind of cool. 
But when you get done, shower in flip-flops at the, at the gym. Make sure that's how you can get warts as well. Um, fun facts. Um, change your socks. It's going to sound gross after you work out because most people will just go right back into their work gear or some people sleep in socks. Make sure you try and wear white socks. I know how crazy that is, but it has less dye. It makes your feet sweat less. Really? Yep. And warts like sweat. <laughs> Because uh, I have a whole bunch of black socks, doctor. <laughs> Girl, we're going to get you some white socks. Like I, 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 This whole conversation makes you like, you're like, I got to get compression socks. I got to get old people socks. What's happening to me? It's like, it gets wild. But white socks actually make your feet sweat less because there is less dye. Um, what actually makes your, you know, less hyperhidrosis. Oh, my God. I did not know. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, you mentioned flip-flops. Like, I... I take them like everywhere I go. Like, for example, I was in Washington, D.C. And um, I I wear them in the shower in a hotel. Like, I don't want my feet like touching. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100%. Oh, I'm, I'm crazy at hotels in the sense that I don't think they're dirty. It's not like they're gross. But it's like I wear shoes all the time. All the time. No barefoot in a hotel room, just because there's there's a lot of carpets and stuff, uh, and carpet traps fungus, yeast, bacteria, all of that. I don't want that on my feet. No, no, no. It is crazy though, because you think about it, you get to your hotel room and you just drop all your stuff and you just like take off your shoes. Don't do it. Wear a different pair of socks. Bring your own slippers. All the things. Okay. Okay. Great. Foot health. Foot health. I know. Yes. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought? I, I don't run. At one time I had this crazy idea that I I could run and I was trying to do this 5k. And in preparation for that, this is probably TMI, but my, (laughs) one of my toenails fell off. Oh no, it's the worst, (laughs) right? Oh, it got black and then it fell off. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You pulled off it on your sock. You, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my God. Like it wasn't really even painful. I was like, how did this happen? (laughs) Oh my gosh. You and every other runner, I think all the runners lose their toenails. Um, It's so much pressure. And like, did you run your 5k most importantly? I I did. (laughs) There you go. But my, my feet, it was not a sexy toe summer that, that year. (laughs) No. So you lose your toenails um, because you run excessively. I have so many things to talk about on this topic. Um, A lot of my friends are runners. A lot of my patients are runners. And what you find is like the second toe on most people is actually longer. Um, If you look down at your feet, most people have, it's called a Morton's toe. And what that means is the second toe is just a little bit longer and it tends to curl inside of the shoe. That over time when you're running will hit the tip of the shoe cause trauma to the nail bed and actually cause you to lose your your toenail. It will grow back, which you probably have realized. Did it grow back funny? No, it it grew back okay. It was just, um, you know, at first I thought, are my shoes too small? But I mean, it's happened (laughs) more than once. 
Um, well, oh, twice. No. It happened twice to me. And then I just kind of said, I'm done with this running thing. I'm done running. <laughs> it's overrated. It's overrated. No, it's a great exercise. It's really hard on your on your joints, but as long as you're stretching and doing all the fun things for mobility, it will help. But to try and prevent that, you can actually lace your shoes in a different way to help put less pressure on the front of your toes. Some people cover them in Vaseline when they run so they don't rub and hit as much, which sounds gross. It's going to be pretty oily in there. But it does help when they start to fall off. Putting tea tree oil on top of them can really help to prevent the fungus from starting. Because when they do grow back, sometimes they grow back with a traumatized nail look, which means they get thick and uh, discolored. Uh, and that can be a, not necessarily a fungus, but it's called a traumatic fungus. And what that means is just it's like from their toe hitting the top of that shoe so many times. It's wild when they fall off there. Cause like it should be painful, shouldn't it? But your body has already dislodged it in the sense that it knows that you've been you've been beating up on it, so it just kind of falls off and it starts to put a new one in place. See, kind of neat. Doctor, nobody told me about this stuff. I didn't know this is no. this was a regular occurrence for runners. Oh, all just... the time, all the time, all of my runners, every single one. Oh, it's so crazy. They all lose their nails, especially around like the New York City Marathon time. Everybody. They're like, oh, my, my short run for the day was 13 miles. And I'm like, short run. That's not a short run. Um, but everybody has their own version, right? The biggest thing with, with is if you start training for something like that, you've heard of like stress fractures and stuff. Is really, really common. You need to have good shoes, especially if you're running consistently. You're going to change these things out every six months, maybe even three months, depending on how much mileage you're doing. That's like the uh, another big tip. Just spend money on shoes. Spend your money on your shoes. That doesn't mean like your stilettos from like Louboutin. I'm talking like, um, like a, a regular shoe, like Brooks, Hoka. Um, Asics are really great shoes. I wear like a power step insert inside of mine because I think they really help. I don't need necessarily like a custom insert. Um, maybe over time I will. Um, but right now I just have like, you know, everybody gets a little bit of, of like achy feet by the end of the day. So it's just important to offset that by wearing really good shoes. Um, unfortunately, Nike, they're great, but they're, they're more of a design shoe. If you really have um, foot stuff going on, Brooks, Hoka, something like that. Okay, that's that's a good tip. All right, Brooks, right now. I know Brooks and Hoka; they're my favorite. Um, they're absolutely fantastic. Um, what else can I tell you? Label the inside of your shoe, which is going to like you're like what when you buy them. Write what month and what year you bought them, because that way you know when to throw them out. Because by the your life is so busy. You get done with your day and you're like, when did I buy those? Oh, it was just a month ago. And then you realize you're like, that might have been a year. I don't know. Um, so label them that way you don't start running in a bad shoe or start doing activity in a bad shoe. So say you even go to Disney or you make that trip to Italy. Good pair of shoes that are broken in before you go so you don't get blisters and all that other bad stuff. Okay. And just, just so for clarity, running shoes, sneakers, whatever, your recommendation is maybe not keep them longer than six months? Six months at most, Okay, which sounds wasteful. But at the same time, we don't want foot problems to, to sneak up on us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's a good tip. I know. Oh, a lot of money on shoes. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm still shocked about the white sock thing. <laughs> I know. 
you're like, I have to throw my socks away. Use them to dust or something else. I don't know. Make a hobby out of it. Who knows? Um, Got to find something else. But important to change out your shoes. Make sure you're stretching. White socks are better. Compression socks, as long as appropriate with your with your doctor. And that's the biggest thing. And if you have bunions, if you have other deformities, hammer toes, tailors bunions, which are little bunions on the outsides of your feet. Uh, just get it checked out. See if something can be done to make your life more comfortable so you can enjoy it. Now, I mean, a lot of us have, um, we're embarrassed about our feet. We're shy about that. So we may be experiencing problems, but we don't really want a doctor or anybody for that matter looking at our feet. So do you have any tips on how we can get over that? And <laughs> This is the craziest thing. Like, no, I mean, I truly, I feel like I've seen a, a lot. I'm not going to say I've seen everything because I'm still waiting. It's amazing. Like everyone comes in, they apologize for not having a pedicure when they come in. I'm like, no, like nothing to be embarrassed about. This is what I do for a living. And I actually really, really like, um, I like my job a lot. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, but most importantly, like there's nothing to be embarrassed about. We all, you know, we all have something, right? But it's, just go in, get it checked out. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. But most people are very, very quick to, you know, cause they come in and they keep their socks on. I'm like, I want to see them. Let it, let the, let the feet be free. <laughs> let them be free. Let's, let's fix them. It'll be fun. Um, okay. <laughs> it's much easier said than done, right? When you go in, you're like, I'm, I'm nervous. Like, what are they going to say? Are they going to judge me? Nobody's judging. Nobody, they just want you to get better. So honestly, you have a, a good experience, a positive experience. And that goes for probably every profession. They want you to come in, be happy and get the problem treated that you were there for. Just make the appointment. If you've had it and you've been looking at it for a long time, just at least get the consultation. There's lots of options out there now, especially for, I keep circling back to bunions, just because things have changed so drastically in the last, especially even three years. Um, but this, you know, procedures have been around for forever, but things have, things have changed, which is nice. Well, that's good to hear. So folks out there, if you've got some problems, don't be ashamed. Gotcha. Get in there. Don't. Right. Get in there. Relax. Let it happen. Get it fixed so you don't have to keep worrying about it in your mind. It's like one more box to check off. Like, oh, I did this. I went to the podiatrist. I'm good. Perfect. Perfect. Now, doctor, are there any other tips that you want to share? I feel like I've, I've, I've covered a couple topics over here. We talked about fungus. We talked about plantar fascia issues. We talked about, um, bunions we talked about inserts all kinds of fun stuff um if you want to find out more there's tons of um literature online uh you can find a lot out about uh, lapoplasty that's what's online um and they'll actually have some pictures and some demographic or some some demos where you can actually see the shifting of the actual bunion so you can actually have a visual of that um and that's basically it just find your local podiatrist and get things checked out Oh, well, thank you so much, doctor. Now, please, if folks want to learn more about you, obviously y'all can watch My Feet Are Killing Me. <laughs> yes, watch the show, give right. us your feedback. But how else can they learn more? Uh, we all have websites. I'm on I'm on Essex Union. I own my own practice here in New Jersey. We have a couple of locations. Um, 
opening more, which is exciting. And uh, I'm on Instagram, like probably everybody else in the world. Um, I'm Dr. Holler. So you can always find me there and message me. And then we can always uh, chat and figure out what we need to do to get you back on your feet. Oh, this is great. Oh, man. Thank you so much, Doc. Dude, thanks for inviting me on. I really do appreciate it. I love this stuff. I absolutely love this. Thank you so much for tuning into the Go Hard Chick podcast. We hope you find our episodes and discussions informative, engaging, and helpful in your journey towards a healthier lifestyle. At the heart of this podcast is the belief that health and wellness are essential aspects of a happy and fulfilling life. Through our conversations, we've aimed to provide you with actionable steps and insights that you can incorporate into your daily routine to improve your physical and mental well-being. We want to encourage you to share the podcast with your friends and family, as we believe that everyone can benefit from learning more about health and wellness. By spreading the word, we can create a community of empowered women who are committed to living their best lives. We hope to continue to bring you valuable content that will help you to achieve your health and wellness goals. Stay tuned for more episodes. And until next time, go hard chicks, take care.